0: Hillside is a small midwestern town lying among the green hills, almost an equal distance from two great cities. In the summer of 1948, the town's chief claim to renown was the annual visit of a famous inventor. He had been known to spend at least one day out of every year with Andrew Matson, who, legend had it, loaned him $500 to help finance his first invention. It was little enough, the people said, referring to the visit. Some even wondered if he had ever repaid the five hundred dollars, for he parted with money uneasily and Andy lived a frugal life. Others said that Andy would have lived that way if he had had the inventor's millions, which obviously he did not. Or did he? In any case, the inventor had died that spring, and throughout the state a thirty-day mourning period had been observed— but old Andy sat day after day in the sun on his front porch, rubbing the soft neck of his cat with a leathery finger. "'Old Andy hasn't got much to look forward to in this world,' the neighbors said. "'Or in the next, if you ask me,' Mabel Turnsby always added, "'hasn't set foot inside a church for seventy years.' No one ever asked her, but Mabel was a great one for opinions." She lived next door to Andrew Matson, and at almost any hour of the day you could see her white knob of hair poking above the half-curtains on her kitchen windows. Naturally, it was Mabel who called Chief of Police Waterman that day when Andy had not taken his customary place on the porch by noon. "'Maybe he's got a cold,' the chief said. "'Why don't you just be neighborly and drop over and see him?' "'Me, in his house?' said Mabel. "'It wouldn't be proper.' "'He's an old man,' the chief said. He might have added that she was no chicken, but Waterman was a kind man. "'Call it charity. Say you're collecting for the church.' "'I did that thirty years ago,' said Mabel. "'And I'd like never to have been so humiliated. No, I'm not going near the place. It's your duty when a body reports something unusual.' "'What's unusual about an old man staying in bed till noon?' "'And the cat.' That's another thing, Fred Waterman. That cat's been at the window looking at me like it was human, pleading with me. Mabel, I don't like to be ornery about this, the chief said. But I can't help thinking maybe your imagination's playing tricks again. Remember the fire on Pastor Ricky's barn roof? You promised, she said. You promised me you'd never mention that again. On the occasion of which he spoke, Mabel had watched the smoke for half an hour. After she had turned in the alarm, she discovered it was from the smoke funnel on the toy factory, half a mile over the hill from Pastor Ricky's. Before he hung up, the chief agreed that if Mabel had not seen the old man by 12.30, he would stop by. "'I suppose that's how it'll happen one of these days,' the chief said to Gilbert, his one assistant. "'And he's ninety-two. Go to lunch, boy. When you get back, I'll drop over there.' Gilbert banged the screen door behind him, the door skipping its catch. Waterman was fastening it when the twelve o'clock siren sounded overhead, the noise of it surrounding him as though his head were in a bucket. It was about time they did something about the building. All the town offices were tucked in as tight as a picnic lunch in a shoebox, someone said at the last council meeting. There had been talk of floating a bond issue and building a separate police and fire department and possibly a library. At the present time, the library occupied the whole top floor of the two-story building. It was a bit snug, the mayor admitted, but he was not one for saddling the town with a debt for his comfort. That diverted the issue. Sometimes Altman had a way of diverting issues. His attitude irked the other officials who stayed in their offices from nine until five each day. The mayor spent very little time at the executive desk, two or three hours at most. The rest he devoted to his hardware store. This was only reasonable, he said, since the office was largely honorary and by no means lucrative enough to meet the needs of his wife and six children. The men felt much the same about their incomes from the town, but prices were not high, comparatively, in Hillside, and they got by on it. Their real complaint was the lack of space and air where they had to work, and the mayor's attitude.